The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Last time Viva Fry was on the drive-by, he was at my house, but now he's at the uh, new studio, and it's great to see you again, man, looking great. Thank you very much. This is, I mean, this is a beautiful studio. Thank you so much. I'm jealous, but it is not good. Is it coveting thy neighbor's property or just the wife part? The, but just the I'm, wife. I'm jealous of the studio, but <laughs> maybe one day I'll, I'll do maybe, something like this. You know what? I think you're such a successful guy. I'm never jealous when it comes to any of your successes because I'm proud of you, especially as a Montrealer when you reached out to me a couple of years ago when we were going through those days those dark days and so for me it's more like it's envy i think is envy a better word because i I find like envy is like i envy the fact that he you know but jealousy is more i find it more negative and i could be wrong is it the other way around might be the other way envy i think is one of the seven deadly sins it is (laughs) so envy is worse okay i think but i uh, you understand i mean there's the desiderata uh that that poem that was posted on the door the lutheran poem where it's it's great lyrics but it says um it says don't envy others or don't compare yourself to others for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself and if you do you'll always be envious or you'll be proud it's one or the other you know like if you compare yourself to people who you consider yourself more successful then you become proud and vain and if you compare yourself to others who there will always be people who have more than you exactly be jealous so truthfully i never compare myself to anybody you just got to do your own thing but i do compare I have to mention it right off the top because besides uh, maybe Megan Kelly, you have the best hair of anyone I know. And I don't know her personally, but I like her as a person and I like her hair. I like your hair. And every time I look at you, it's almost like I'm looking in the mirror, but years ago because I had that kind of hair. So it's, it, it makes, that makes me jealous. And now you, you look at my hair yeah. with, with mild jealousy. I look at my hair and I say, I hope it's not looking too ragged, too like no. gray, beige. No. Like some of it looks... Uh, not yellow, but it looks like what I think of oftentimes as the, a smoker person's hair where it sort of looks withered. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's good, but I also, I've grown to love my hair too much, I think. And yeah. when I brush it and hair's coming out, I was like, geez, what happens if I lose my hair? Do I lose my identity? So all that to put it in perspective, we are not our hair. We're not our beliefs. And we can change our beliefs and we can lose our hair and not lose our identity. That's true. So since the last time I saw you at my home studio... How long? Uh, it's a well over a year now. It's well. It was over. I believe it's about. I think it was episode nine. So this is episode one seventeen. So it's been over a year, and you're around the like you're spending a couple of months. You moved to Florida since the last time you came. I'm to on my, a three year visa to Florida. Okay, so it, let, I want to ask just off the top because there's so many people that want to get the hell out of here yeah. too. So it, that's the. There's an E1 and E2. Is it one of the... It's not one of those. I'm on a, 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 a TN visa. Because I have a law degree. The contract oh, right. that I have with Rumble, it, well, I mean, it's, it was legal. I mean, we were doing the legal drafting for their terms of service. Um, so, you know, it's legal-based. And it's, that's my fortunate type of visa, but it's a non-immigrant visa. So it doesn't award permanent residence, nor does it even count towards it. So I've got to make a decision at some point what I want to do with the rest of my life. Do I want to apply for permanent residence in Florida, in which case I need a different type of visa, or, you know, am I going to say, oh, I, I, can, I can get another visa in two years' time when this expires, always be on that same non-immigrant status or, or, or path, and then look to see what happens in Canada if I want to come home. Um, but looking at what's happening in Canada more and more, uh, Canada is no longer looking like the home that I grew up in. It's looking like 
uh, uh, what has been turned into effectively a, a, an ideological political prison of sorts, uh, and coming back to Canada from being in Florida, you cross the border and you, you realize that you, you cross a magical non-existent wall yeah. that separates two countries yeah. and things are wildly and radically politically different, ideologically different, um, spiritually different. Pe people smile in Florida and maybe I'm just projecting. No, or they really do. Yeah, they, they, they smile in Florida. Smile. People you know, work everyday jobs are happy. They smile. They talk. You step up here. I, I sense a bitterness. I sense an anger. I sense a sort of sense of despair, but I don't know if it's my perspective and I'm seeing it and it's not there or if it is there and I'm exaggerating it. So I, I put my own blinders into perspective as to whether or not I'm looking for it to justify mm -hmm. my own decisions or it's actually there, but it's a, it's a different world here. I do notice, you know, as far as the um, progressive stuff goes, it's on steroids here, but again, I don't know if it's just because it's a more populous city and it's more yeah. concentrated. I see people with masks walking around outside a lot more than I do in Florida, but there's a lot more people in a concentrated area here than where I live in Florida. So, still a lot of people. In, where are you on? Are you on the Panhandle? I am side on or? the. I'm about 45 minutes north of Miami. Okay, so, so no, you're in Broward. East, you're east still side. in Broward. I am in. Yeah, I think it's Broward County. Okay. I'm in Broward County. You're in the center of uh, when hurricanes hit. Basically, you're. Well, I'm. We're it, it, not the center. It's actually the most protected area because we're it not. Is? Yeah, we're not oh. on a flat. We're not on a flood grounds. Okay. And so, if it comes from the east, it hits the land on the east and breaks up by the time it gets. You're further. In. I'm like twelve or maybe more, like twelve, ten to twelve kilometers inland. Oh, inland. So oh, almost like good. in the middle of the peninsula. Yeah. Um, so if it comes from the east, it gets broken up over yeah. the land. If it comes from the west, it gets broken up. Um, we're not on a flood area, so mm -hmm. we're kind of kind of protected. But yeah, we're we're north of Miami, and I don't have to deal with the traffic. But I also don't really go no. anywhere. <laughs> I, leave, I leave the house to take the kids to school. It looks like you're everywhere, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I you know, yeah. I say that, it's but a, I do. I yeah. go to Miami. I go to yes. the local studio. You're doing, you're doing a lot of shoots. You're recording for your. Um, yeah your YouTube channel. So it seems like you're everywhere, but you're and probably I, close to home. Well, you're, it's close to home. And I go yeah. to the beach, but the beach yeah. is 25 minutes away. And I, you yeah. know, try to get out, but it's a different, it's a totally different lifestyle. Of Viva, people don't like to hear, and I've said it too, and they get, they, they, they're very passionate about, you know, we're proud Canadians. Everybody's proud Montreal or proud Quebec or whatever you want. And wherever you live in this country, even proud American. And they, they don't like to hear the phrase, Canada is broken. I've said it. I noticed within minutes of being on here, you just said it. I say it all the time. Canada, it, it, we are allowed to have this opinion because in our minds, and we, we've shown many examples, <laughs> we've talked about it on our individual your YouTube channel, my podcast, everybody that is, I, I hate saying on our side because how else do you define it? You know, with, with anybody with our thoughts, right? believe that this is not the place we grew up in decades ago, even years ago. It, it's not a question. It's broken. And I think even if you ask, I don't know who is an actual Trudeau supporter. The, I, the, nobody's <laughs> going to deny that. Yeah. They're just going to justify what we're you know, currently living through. Some see it as broken. Others see it as necessary for the preservation of democracy. If you can you know, justify censorship and you know, limitations of freedom of speech, um, the toxic political atmosphere. If you can justify that as preserving democracy, some people are just going to say, well, it's necessary to preserve what we have, mm -hmm. a free way of life. We want to, you know, you need to impose more gun laws in order for, to, to create more public safety when it, you know, doesn't actually work, but whatever. Um, it, it's undeniable that it's broken. And then the only question is, is it unpatriotic to say that or is it the patriotic thing to say, this is not the Canada that I grew up in, this is not the Canada that the national anthem celebrates, 
or do you have to sit there and just pretend everything's good and hunky-dory? We're, we're still better than China. We're still better than North Korea. We're still, some of them are going to say we're still better than the United States because they've got all their terrible problems and we're so much better. We're so much more polite, yada, yada, except we're not a free society anymore. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it is broken. Anybody who says it's not broken. And people see that's, that's when I see, when I make those statements, we're not a free society anymore. People really lose their shit. Right. Uh, yeah. They, and, they, it's just, and it's the same thing when da, uh, Danielle Smith was um, won her um, became mm-hmm. premier again. Well, officially won her election uh, just a couple of weeks ago. The people out west, a lot of liberals now living there, were all crying the same thing, saying, "Well, Alberta just became." Now they're not even saying Texas or anywhere else. No, just became the Florida of Canada. Like that's a bad thing. I wrote. It, you know. It, <laughs> like, the, how so, is this a bad thing? It's not just dumb. It's it's beyond hypocritical because Florida is the go-to place for French Canadians. And that's where everybody goes. For, yeah. for snowbirds. I mean, yeah. I don't say just French Canadians, but for Quebecers, for Quebec- predominantly French Canadians, because yeah. it's it's a three-hour flight. You're in the beautiful sun. People, people rag on Florida. They don't know what's going on there. I, I just had a discussion with a friend who I haven't seen in a while because I came back there driving by and they see me on the street. And then, uh, you know, they actually say to me, an educated person says, oh, Florida, you can't even say gay. And I was like, y- you know that that's bullshit. You yeah. know that it's, it's, super, it's not right. It's not true. Oh, well, that's what, the, you know, that's what everyone says. Like, people compare this to Florida and say, oh, you just became Florida. First of all, you might wish to have become Florida because for all its foibles, and it's not like Florida doesn't have problems, uh, but it has freedom and it has ideological freedom and it has political freedom, even though people are going to say, no, it doesn't. You can't say gay. Bullcrap. Oh, they, they're not teaching, uh, you know, at Black History Month during Black History Month. Also bullcrap. It was, you know, people say DeSantis just outlawed studying Which black history. Not true. It's not true. Yeah. It, was, it was about restricting queer theory. I don't know what queer theory has to do with Black History Month. Mm-hmm. It seems more like co-opting something already for ideological purposes. But people don't know what they think they hate. And they need to hate something more in order to justify the hell that they're currently going through. And that's why so many people say, well, Canada's not so bad because it's better than Florida, but I don't even know what I'm talking about, Florida. But it's how I <laughs> rationalize and justify what we are going through here, yeah. which is unacceptable, period. Yeah. Florida existing or not, what's going on in Canada is unacceptable. When you say you cross, uh, you, you drove back, right? I, yeah, okay. I, drove, so I drove back with, with one kid, two dogs, <laughs> over three days. It was, it was, and I did yeah. two live streams on the way back, so we drove six and a half hours. Yeah. Your it, wife was there too? My wife flew she back. Flew with back my, uh, she, she flew back with two kids. I drove the she's dogs. She's a neuroscientist, right? She's, she's, the, she's the brains. Yeah. Well, but we have, these, we have these, I was going to say stupid dogs, but I love them. But yeah. one's blind, one's uh, paralyzed. We can't exactly fly with these things. Nor, nice. nor am I boarding them for a month and a half or, or a month. So we drove back. And um, I drove six and a half hours one day, get to a hotel, I've got my kid with me, the two dogs, I do a two hour live stream, we do the same thing the next day, and then the third day, we did 1,283 kilometers in one day. I was following that. It was, it was, it was, it was crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm, I mean, this can't be. He drove this. I, I, I listened to a 62-part miniseries on the rise and fall of the Roman Empire amazing. on the way back. The kid was watching something in the yep. back. But no, so we drove back. It was amazing. Uh, and you, you, you see the beauty of, of the world. We go from Florida, flat, green. What is it? Does it go Florida, Georgia, yep. South Carolina, North Carolina. Then it's like a mix of Pennsylvania, Baltimore, uh, or Maryland, I should Maryland. say. Uh, New York State, it's a beautiful place. It we drove gorgeous. through. We drove through some cities which are interesting, mm-hmm. uh, and then we crossed the border into Canada, 
we cross the border. I see deer with their baby fawn on a, a cornfield. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Then I step into the madness. Yep. The, or, the orange cones. <laughs> I, the, 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 the people wearing masks outside. Right. Um, the, the language stuff, the political stuff. And then you step into the big city and it's like... Um, it's Twilight Zone, honestly. You start to think to yourself, does this place... It's the same. It's the same place. Like the, 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 the cones. The cones. The, the language. It's just, you know, it's just recycled. Shit, it will over and over again it just recycled but intensified it, it intensified. gets concentrated yeah of course. The, the cones i mean the cones are a joke yeah. we make the joke about the cones it's just construction it goes on forever it never ends yeah the politics in canada now and how it's gotten i'm not more and more toxic but more and more extreme in all respects language laws are getting more extreme uh censorship laws are getting more extreme and it's just a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a ridiculous thing coming back to see it and how people are like, yeah, it's bad, but what can you do type thing. So we've resigned ourselves to this, but what can we do? Let's focus on how much we hate Donald Trump in Florida and Texas and demonize the Americans so that we can somehow rationalize what we're going through here, which yeah. we recognize implicitly is much, is beyond less than perfect. Mm -hmm. It's wildly problematic. You know, the rise of a, of a guy like Donald Trump, like him or hate him, whatever, really did change the landscape. You know, when he came down that, escalator in 2015 2015 and said so, you know they're sending their yeah. you know that he came down and that's when he called mexicans rapists and, and criminals which he also didn't do but right but you know when he came down it was significant in the sense that he came down he announced his run for the president he was president now he's not even president okay besides the fact he's gonna be he's campaigning again for 2024 but he's not even president and he's not the leader of our country but this you know, Trumpism is alive and well in this country because that's what people, I'm having conversations with people about things that are irrelevant to Donald Trump. His name comes up all the time. A poker night, hanging out night, and it's like, oh, you and Trump. I was like, I didn't even mention him. It, no, I, like, I don't because, understand. Because he's become the symbol for, oh, you, you, you're, you're hesit vaccine hesitant? You must be a Trump supporter. Trump's, yeah. I'm having, I was having a debate with a, a, a former friend, I guess, way back in the day. And <laughs> Do you like, have a lot of those former? Uh, no, well, just a couple. The, just, well, you know what? I don't, I, this is the one that I know is oh, former. The other oh, ones I'm not even sure because oh, yeah. I haven't spoken. <laughs> but no, it's like, it's like you, you, you take a position on, on a subject that has been politicized, and then all of a sudden you become... Uh, you know, uh, it's a Donald Trump Fox News things. Um, but Trump it broke, literally broke people's minds. And, and it's, it's not Trump per se. It's the manifestation of political delusion, the, the manifestation of like political partisan indoctrination where he, he brought it out and he broke people's minds. And now that, that sort of rift in, in people's psyches has become the measure of everything. Yeah, and he can literally exactly. not be there, and he's still the litmus test of, or he's still the go-to for. He's the litmus test. That's know, exactly it. it. <laughs> okay, but imagine like Canada. It's not just that Biden's been in power for now two plus years and literally screwed everything up. For Americans still to be blaming Trump, right? Canadians who have no, they have no reason to be talking about Trump ever, ever. Still talking about him. Two and a half years after he's out of office, out of a country that they don't have, you know, have anything to do with and never wanted anything to do with, it's, it's, it's deranged. But I'm telling you, it's, it's, Trump is the proverbial boogeyman that allows everybody to justify and rationalize to themselves what they're going through now as not being that bad because in their minds, Satan himself would have been much worse. <laughs> exactly. So, so the, the, you know, Canadians talk about it. 
Trudeau talks about it, the, the toxic American politics, oddly yeah. enough, that he imports willingly into the, into the Canadian discourse. Yeah. But it's, um, no, it's, it's crazy. Well, well see. yeah, he does it and he has done it as recent as last week. He always has something to say. Well, look at America right now. It's the rise of populism and look as, at this as, place. As if, like, that's a, as if the like rise of populism thing. is a bad thing. Yeah. God, like, for, I don't even God know, forbid. God forbid. The people You're should actually. The people. <laughs> exactly. So well, when you see, okay, so let there's so many things I want to talk to you about, but since we mentioned Trump, I'll go there now. You think it's a bad move that he's turned on DeSantis and, and he's made him more of a target now as opposed to, or is, or is there something that we don't know we're going to find out soon? It's an interesting thing. Um, so, I, so I just actually had Sean Spicer. I saw that today. That was like an, two hours yeah, ago. I came, yeah. I came from, by, I came from a basement with, right. my, with my makeshift backdrop, which is a... So Sean was the... The press first secretary, press the first secretary. Pre press secretary yeah. for Trump. Yeah, before uh, Kaylee. Before Kaylee, before... Uh, um, Sarah, uh, Sarah Huck... Um, not, well, Sarah Huckabee was also there. There was a fourth one. Okay, I don't remember them. Also... But he was there at the beginning. He was, he was the first one. Yeah. I, I thought he was great. Yes. But he is a, he's a great communicator, very mm -hmm. confident. Um, smart guy, been in politics for decades. Um, oh, the DeSantis. So I had asked him this after Sorry, our Sorry, I, I took you off there. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, it, it was after our discussion, so I, I don't need... I, I won't say what he said to me which I didn't want to get anybody in, in trouble because the fighting has become very very vitriolic the infighting between DeSantis camp and Camp Trump um, what do I think of all of it I don't think DeSantis should have announced I don't think DeSantis should be running I, I like him and this is the thing is like I'm indifferent between either of them so I, I on Twitter I can sit in the middle and say hey if DeSantis gets uh, you know the, the, the nod for um, uh, for the nomination fine if Trump gets it fine I kind of want DeSantis to stay in Florida. I don't want to take the chance on someone else coming in and sort of screwing up Florida the way mm -hmm. some of the other states have been screwed up. But also wait till 2028 I, instead I of this infighting that it might... It would have done him better by all accounts yeah. to wait for 2028 because right. by all accounts, you know, he owes his political career to Trump. Whether or not that means he has to be so loyal that he doesn't run for president, whatever. But there's some bit, bitter, bitter infighting. I don't think DeSantis has yet necessarily the thick enough skin to deal with the deep state administrative state lawfare that trump is going through like mm -hmm. imagine i don't think anybody could deal with what trump is going through uh and so when it comes to that if there's only one person who can stand up to this onslaught of call it administrative state deep state whatever lawfare if there's only one person who could stand up to it anybody else would get sort of bullied down a little bit softened at the edges a little bit and then you know might not be as as much of a threat to the institutionalized corruption in the United States as Trump. So would anyone want anybody else? Maybe RFK Jr. But all that to say, I think, you know, DeSantis <laughs> might have been better served to not announce now, wait another four years, although that's like a decade in, in or a lifetime in politics. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I mean, the only thing I don't like is the, the infighting among Republicans. Republicans. Because that's only going to give Biden. Uh, well, it's just going to it's going to make them all look bad. And it's like it's going to be like when Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist and then you know accepted his position as VP. Yeah. We all laughed and say you have a bunch of political whores. Like yeah, exactly. And I don't mean that in any in any gender based way. Like no. like just political yeah. whoring for the for the positions and then just try to forget about the fact that you just called this guy a racist, which is yeah. as far as I'm concerned among the worst things you can say. Now just go make up. I don't believe it. I think you're all a bunch of lying, corrupt mm. political you know uh, scoundrels. If you know to say that we're going to make kiss and make up after uh, Trump and DeSantis are done destroying each other, there are some things that you cannot take back once they're said, and you're going to get into that realm within the GOP where okay, you go back to being friends, and I'm not going to believe it any more than Kamala Harris uh, opportunistically accepting a VP from a man she believes in called a mm. racist. Do you think 
Well, we're what, a year away from um, the November of, uh, just over a year away from the election. Holy if, crap, if, you're if, right, it's just over a year it's away. Straight, it's it's oh, wild to goodness. think we've, yeah, we've already been through almost 2016, years. 2020, and it's we're wild. getting into 2020. That's no, wild. Years just go by. Um, but it's a scary, for me, it's, it's, it's scary to see where the United States is, where Canada is, the weakest in my lifetime, both these countries. These two countries being our country here in Canada and the United States, to me, don't represent very strong, powerful, willful nations anymore. When the and this is not a diss towards Biden for falling down and for you know because we'll probably be there one day too, but we're probably we're, not going to be president when we're doing that. Probably not going to be president. Probably not going to be blaming it on sandbags, blaming it on other uh, reasons. You know, other or yeah. why can't I string a sentence together? Well, there's any number of reasons. It, it you know that people are looking at the Biden administration and laughing. You know that people are looking at the Trudeau administration saying. Who the hell do you think you are to right. lecture us on morality exactly. and, and ethics? And yeah, you're, you're right. Canada's never been like a military uh, international power. It has been um, an ethical power of sorts. I mean, it's been an, an influence. Peacekeeper, yeah. you know, standing up for the good, the righteous, yeah. freedom, all this stuff. You look, at, you look at Justin Trudeau, and he might not be in the same... Uh, you know the same distance as the Kim Jong Uns and the President Xi's of the world, but certainly in the same in the same um, uh, line, in right. the same trajectory. Yeah. And so, look, you 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 have Justin Trudeau, seemingly, not seemingly berating, blasting uh, an authoritarian Putin, at s purportedly supporting protest in China and India, and then beating the ever loving piss out of his own citizens who are peacefully protesting. Who's going to take him seriously when he has to say something like that? And it has destabilizing effects everywhere in the world because if nobody has to look at these what were once moral authorities and take them seriously, well, piss off. We're going to do what we want because you're doing what you want. Right. And, and, and when it comes to the military, my goodness, when nobody respects a strong American principled military, all hell breaks loose we're everywhere fucked. as we're seeing. <laughs> exactly. And that's my concern because they never appeared as weak as they do now. And when you have stumbling presidents, either verbally or physically stumbling, and then, as you said, you know, Canada, we don't, we just, I feel that every despot on the planet is like, you know, looking and calling every other despot on the planet, going, look at these guys, right? Like we, America's for the taking. If, if they're well, not careful. And the, I would say the American influence abroad is for the taking. For the and we're taking. seeing it. We're yeah, seeing China absolutely. and Taiwan. You're Already seeing, doing it. Yeah, you're seeing yeah. I mean, Russia in Ukraine, I don't think is about the taking. I think that's about a weak superpower antagonizing and, you know, uh, admittedly or deliberately or knowingly so, another superpower that says, well, you guys are weak now, so piss off. I'm going right. to go ahead and invade, uh, you know, e uh, never eat Eastern Ukraine. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why it didn't happen under Trump, whether people want to admit it or not. But the motivated reason in being was it is, they're going to blame what's happening now on what, you know, yeah. who came three years before what happened now is happening. But it, it is, you know, it's, it's, it's scary because the West was a moral political military leader although now i you know i look back at everything and say holy crap i never understood what the hell was going on the u.s military has always been um well i say not corrupt but rather exploitive as and un you know, opportunistic in its in its in its endeavors in that what it did in iraq you know it now mm -hmm. it's always been maybe kind of bad in terms of what we thought were the righteous wars that were being fought which we now know in retrospect were opportunistic um uh not environmental but um 
assets, resource grabs, mm-hmm. and we know it now. I mean, yeah, we, now we, you can see it. We can see it. When we have more information, and so like, were the wars ever righteous? I mean, we, we, you know, once upon a time in the originals, they were righteous. At what point did the military-industrial complex take over the military in the United States and turn it from something that was righteous into something that was about resource grabbing, mm-hmm. uh, fabricating pretext for wars, much like you know, sort of what we're what we're going through now, but. It is, um, who, know, who knows where it goes is the big problem. You got uh, bumbling Biden walking the, war, the world into World War III. Uh, you got Justin Trudeau doing God knows what uh, <laughs> nationally and internationally. Yeah. And who knows where it goes. You can have a massive shift in geopolitical power. Yes. And we're witnessing it in real time. When I saw him in, where was he, Hiroshima for the G, was it the G7? G7, G7 a couple yeah. of weeks ago, whatever it was when he lectured the um, alt-right prime minister of Italy. Of course, she's not alt-right, uh, right-wing, whatever, uh, Georgia Maloney. And he basically accused Italy of having weak LGBT rights. And did you see the look? Obviously, you saw the look that she gave him. And to me, that is the look. Like, I paused on her face. I saw it immediately when that press conference was happening and I posted it right away on my Instagram because that is exactly to me what anyone who is not woke, awake, sees where we stand right now in the world. She's looking at him going, the look is, you this, guy, this guy's are lecturing you, are you fucking me. lecturing me? Me? I have my own country and I'm running my own country. Who are you? So I feel that that's where we're at in terms of how other leaders and countries are looking at us when it comes to our, uh, the way we run things. And he can't speak. He's not, he's one to speak considering what he's done. Absolutely. I mean, you saw Christine Anderson. uh, I can't remember the other names and it's not to be disrespectful to them. but Lambaste uh, Trudeau for having the audacity to come to European Parliament and lecture them on on free. And and it's like, there's a principle, it's called Parkinson's Law of Mundanity. I think it's Parkinson's law of mundanity. It's definitely one of Parkinson's laws, but the idea that you know an organization can focus on the most minute, irrelevant detail forever because it's a simple thing on which everyone's going to have an opinion, but when it comes to the most complex issues, uh, they'll gloss it over because it's too complicated for people to understand. So ask people where to put the water cooler yeah. in an office building. You know, <laughs> at, a, at a board meeting, they'll talk for half an hour. Ask them how to maximize shareholder value. They'll skip on it in five minutes because it's too complicated. So you focus on the stupid, you know, um, trivial stuff. Yeah. Justin Trudeau. It's all trivial. It, 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 I say it's not LGBTQ rights. It's not that they're trivial. It's a, it's a non-issue because right. like I say on Twitter, which sometimes gets into trouble, name me one right that anyone in the so-called 2S LGBTQAI plus community. That was amazing, right, by the way. You got through that almost I, as quick as he does. I think it's IA and not AI. <laughs> you missed but something, but. <laughs> name me one right yeah. any one of them are being denied currently. Right. There is none. None. The only steel man, the argument, the only one that they're going to say is the right to health care, medical care. And I and I'm still respond, even the adults are not being denied that. You go find a doctor who will, you know, condone or, or, or prescribe whatever you want to do as an adult who's, you know, in, in full awareness of fact and law. You have that right, too. Mm-hmm. When it comes to children, that's not a right. Uh, when it comes as some people will say, I don't have the right to go to the bathroom in public. Bullcrap. Not having the right to go to the bathroom of your choice, whatever your preferred pronouns or gender of the day is, because this school in, um, I don't know if it's on Ontario, is literally saying, my gender is, is fluid. I can change it from one day to the next. No one can tell me otherwise. Mm-hmm. When the, the privilege of using a bathroom of your choice of gender on whatever day it is that you've decided your gender is whatever it is, 
is not a right either. You have the right to public washrooms. No one's denying that either. Right. Uh, so they make this issue of a non-issue so that he can go lecture a foreign country uh, and, and take some sort of moral authority when he doesn't have it. And it's, and it's exploiting, it's exploiting of people for political, you know, as political pawns so he yep. can try to get some authority over another country. He doesn't deserve it. He hasn't earned it. And everybody knows he doesn't have it. But, you know, the p- politics being what it is, no one's going to really call him out for it, except for the Christine Andersons of the world who yeah. did it masterfully. Yeah, she did it great. And then look what happened to her, right? When yep. I think she it was comes Les- here. Now she's a, she's, a, she's a right-wing extremist right. because who was it that she... Uh, uh, Les- Le- Leslin, uh, Leslin, Leslin Lewis. Leslin Lewis, yeah. Yeah, Leslin Lewis meets yeah. with Christine Anderson and then they say, Christine Anderson <laughs> is an extremist because she, you know, had, yeah. she said uh, Islam is an ideology and not a religion, which, you know, other than being rhetoric... From a from a purely semantical point of view, a lot of people are going to think that religions are ideologies in the first place. But you know, whether or not one person says something that you disagree with and you find offensive, they become uh, something of a, a you know a, a devil that no, they've no, done nothing of value mm-hmm. and have nothing of value to say. Become extremists and you can't even be in the same picture as that. Only works in the juvenile mind of a you know of a kid or yeah. a, a, a liberal <laughs> a liberal politician. A liberal. <laughs> but but you know what, the liberal party of the past, because I was. I don't know about you. I think we discussed this in the past. That you, I voted liberal in the past. Never voted for Justin Trudeau. I think I voted for Trudeau Ooh, once so at or least twice. But first least, and last time. Okay. Well, I, vote, well, I, voted well, for, I voted for François Legault as well. Well, you twice. know what? Oh, first really? and last okay, time. So I never voted for, uh, uh, not that I'm proud of it, but I never voted for Legault. I never voted for Trudeau. I voted for Harper when he first won. And uh, well, everyone else that came in between, which was, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Aaron O'Toole. And oh, Andrew Shear, and they weren't great choices, but it was just not to vote for Trudeau. Where was I going with this? I can't remember now. Uh, well, uh, tra- so- now that you mention it, you said it was liberal. Oh, right. So it, it just felt like back in the day with the with the Liberal Party, it wasn't. Now the pro- it's it's pro- so progressive. It's so left wing. It's so AOC. I put Justin Trudeau in that same category. United States cat. It is so crazy that I, I find, like, I just can't believe where we are. And I know so many people that have been, you know, red-pilled, so many people that would never have thought they would be on this what, side of the would, fence. Would they, never, they never would have thought that it would become political talking points that drag shows for kids and drag time reading hour in public libraries. It's this not, is normal? It, not that it should just be tolerated, but that right. it should be promoted. Promoted. It, it's, yeah. I, I take issue with the term progressive. I mean, I know what it means now. It means basically having no anchors, nope. having no constants, having no objective truth, and change for the sake of change. I, call, I mean, I call it regressivism now. because yeah. these, That's a good way of putting no, it. No, the, the, the progressive it is. is bullshit. It's yeah, not. It's, it's, bullshit. it's, a, it's a bullshit yeah. marketing term. Yeah. And for, for good or for bad, the liberals and the Democrats are good at one thing, branding. Mm-hmm. And they're good at messaging in that I remember when I voted for Trudeau, knew nothing of politics, and when it comes to it, you go vote, and I voted liberal because I thought voting liberal made me liberal. Voting conservative, branding. Yeah. Hey, they did a good job. Old, you know, uh, decrepit, uh, what's the word? Old school, antiquated philosophies. Liberal, you're, you're a tolerant, loving liberal. That's mm-hmm. the branding. And then you realize that there's nothing tolerant about liberals. There's right. nothing liberal about liberals. <laughs> and I mean the politicians, not the citizens. Right. Uh, and there's nothing progressive about progressivism. It's absolute... Uh, archaic regressivism where progressivism means 
Uh, you know, I, a man can be a woman if he so chooses. And what does it mean to be a woman? Well, they won't tell you, but it means uh, embodying the most regressive stereotypes of what a woman be, means. Being a woman means it means hiking in hiking in heels. If you ask Dylan Mulvaney, you know, acting like a bumbling idiot. If you ask Dylan Mulvaney, that's that's what it that's means what when a man. Is, yeah, yeah that, when yeah. a man. Th that, so I say progressivism is regressivism. Um, and it, but the branding is what it is. I mean, it's, they, they've, they've duped a lot of people into voting liberals, liberal. And I think the, I think people are starting to wake up, uh, starting to get a little pissed off. Oh, well, I hope so because I the, get the feeling some, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, it's almost like, uh, you're waking up from a nightmare and you're like, no, I think, I think he's going to win again. I just feel like no one can take this guy down. I feel it, it is. It's when you under when you appreciate the scandals that he survived. It's non Teflon Don. Oh, if it and was then, anyone else, but, yeah. it's not. It's not even Teflon. It's yeah. just pure corruption. Right. It is. You know, I wanted to bring this up because I remember watching your videos around this time, International Women's Day. Not not too many people were talking about it. Some were, but for the most part, everybody was afraid to to talk about it. You know, people. I mention this all the time. They're the first to put the black squares, orange squares, yellow squares, rainbow squares, anything that Hollywood tells them to put up on their Instagram, anything that's cool, right? Talk of the of the moment. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it on. I'll share it. Whatever the case is, to be a part of whatever it is they're trying to be a part of. But when the Prime Minister of Canada comes out and says on International Women's Day that. Let me be clear, and he said it like a total dictator, right? Let me be clear. We will always protect the rights of the LGBT, which I'm fine with. We're fine with. We're, we're for that. But then when he comes on and says, a trans woman is a woman on International Women's Day. When he said that, to me, I blew up. My mind blew up. And, and the thing that bothered me is that I was waiting for the reaction on social media. You talked about it. A whole bunch of people I follow talked about. Megan Kelly talked. But then everybody is silent, Viva. No one's. And I'm expecting, we're the feminists. We're the women saying, no, no, you've just hijacked our fucking day here. Hijacked is, he, there is nothing more misogynist than saying a man who thinks he's a woman is a woman. It, it, there's nothing more misogynist than denying the existence of women. And to say, all that it takes to be a woman is to think you're a woman. And call, that's call it. A trans, yeah. what, what, call yeah. the person, uh, not whatever you want. G call them the uh, a brand. Say that they're trans whatever. Which I'm fine with. Necessarily means that they are not that which they are identifying as. Because if they were that which they were identifying as, they wouldn't need any qualifier. They would just be it. It. Exactly. So, I mean, this is philosophy and semantics and, you know, language. It's a right. very important thing. But to get up there and say... Trans women are women, which means a biological man who thinks he's a woman for what gender dysphoric reasons, preference, whatever, is a woman. You have erased womanhood, but it's it's par for the course for Justin Trudeau, who is a a bona fide, confirmed, both in deed and word, misogynist. Period. Absolutely. Um, and a sociopath. I'm not a psychiatrist, so no, I don't no, diagnose, either, but, but and I know what we think. But and why don't people say anything? We know why they don't say anything. A, you know, they're too busy. They don't want to get in trouble on social media. They don't want the backlash. They, uh, they, they don't want to get canceled. They don't want to have problems with their jobs because now, you, have, you know, with the diversity, equity, and inclusion statements that all of these, all of these entities make you sign before being hired on, or if you're hiring, you have to adhere to these DEI things. Um, nobody wants to get into the trouble. It's just easier to be quiet until they come for you. Like, I, uh, did, I, did I, who was I talking about? Riley Gaines. I was, 
Now I'm going to have a, a absolute brain fog. <laughs> it's okay. I'll pour myself some water. Um, no, you're, you're talking, talking about the uh, the swimmer. The, the, the athlete, the swimmer, yeah, yeah. And she was saying like how um, I I thought the coach was going to come protect me. Uh, I uh, and then it's, it's realized when they didn't. Well, then I had to say something. And then right. once once she says something, her teammate comes out and says something a little while later. Yeah. I mean, it's the old poem, and it's not to analogize everything to to World War Two, but. The poem, I forget his name. At first they came for the union workers and I said nothing because I wasn't a union worker. Then they came for the tradesmen and I said nothing because I wasn't a tradesman. Then they came for me and there was no one left to say anything. This is how it works. And so people, they speak up when, you know, they start letting biological men into the girls' room at their kids' school. Until uh-huh. then, everybody's very happy taking the uh, virtue-signaling social media points saying, oh, it's about it. We have to tolerate it until they come for my kids. Then people start talking. Well, so, they're coming for your kids. They have come from yeah, the Yeah, they, they have come. And, and it's is, like, you know, remember when back in the day, yeah. you know, the people who opposed gay rights said they're coming for your kids. And I remember back in the day, I said, like, I, I don't see it because what we're talking about are what two consenting adults want to do among themselves. Don't want to call it marriage, call it civil union. That's not, you know, the hill I would die on. Recognize equal rights under the law for marriage uh, between gay men, mm-hmm. lesbian women. People were saying they're coming for your kids. The way things have gone, it's lending legitimacy to the critique that people had for opposing gay rights in the first place, which I don't agree with. And sometimes I take a little flack from my side, you know, my, my, my base for this. I was like, I don't, I don't, gay rights fully behind. I think gay men can be strong fathers. I think lesbian women can be strong mothers, period. And I know people who are in those roles. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm fine, and I'm fine with it. But when, and when people said, well, I told you a decade ago they're coming for your kids and now they're coming for your kids. Well, that's when gay men and lesbian women, the LG in the 2SLGBTQIA+, have to come and say, no, yeah. this is giving us a bad name. This is legitimizing all of the critiques about giving us gay, you know, rights. When we were not coming after your kids, we were just wanted our own recognition mm-hmm. under the law because rights were actually denied from gay men and lesbian women, unlike the purported rights of picking the bathroom of your choice, depending on what your gender of the day is. Um, but they're coming for the kids, and it is making, it's, it's giving a bad name to the LG movement, who, sh- who at some point, and they're starting to quite vocally, the Dave Rubens of the world are coming out and saying, don't associate me with this. Yeah, uh, I don't want to be associated. I don't want to be associated with yeah. it. I don't want you looking at me with the stink eye like I want to be showering in, in, in your little girl's locker room. Um, and so that's when people you know, feel the impetus to speak out. But unfortunately, you know, oftentimes, they don't speak out until it's too late because by the time they've come for you, well, you know, you got a much more uphill battle than you would have uh, otherwise uh, by holding it off and saying, mm-hmm. you know. I saw you, it was a couple of days ago, maybe two days ago, beginning of the week. You were outside one of Montreal's most prestigious schools, the study, which I believe I've been to one or two times to do events when I worked back in radio. And um, there was an I'm not going to go through the entire... I don't know this the whole... Two I, I know LG, LGBTQ, and I believe it's IA or AI+. That's plus. right. So we'll just have to okay, write it once, and go through. Once you have the plus at the yeah. end, what the heck do you yeah. need the other letters no, for? No, I, okay, I was okay with the LG... Actually, I follow the LGB. There's this group called, like you said, right? They just stop right there yeah. at the LGB and TQ+. Plus, and then when I got to all these other crazy... I, I'm, I, I, just, I just don't even bother. I just let our prime minister do it. But you were outside the school, and they had the, the flag out. The new, the new trans The flag. new trans flag yeah. out. And did a great video. You were obviously in shock because it's an, it's a, a, it's an all-girls school. It's an all-girls Girl school. school. It, now, I couldn't remember if it was elementary or high school. Right. It's both. It's both. Um, but it's an all-girls school. 
this is where I said, like, you know, at some point, the LG and the Bs of the acronym have to say, well, if the T is right, then what does the LGB represent anymore? If, if sex and gender, or if we want to go gender as a social construct, which I can accept, but if sex is not immutable, then there's no such thing as LG anymore. There's no lesbians and gays if a man can decide to be a woman and then he goes from being a gay to straight and his partner goes from being straight to gay. It, outside an all-girls school with this flag, and I'm like, okay, it's an all-girls school. Unless you're telling me now that you're going to be letting biological boys in, mm-hmm. changing in the room with biological girls, your virtue signaling stupidity uh, That's all it will is. not yep. hide the, your fundamental discrimination, which is we're not letting boys into this school if it's an all-girls <laughs> school. And if we are, yep. my goodness, let's see what the parents do if their grade five girl is now all of a sudden having to share a bathroom and a locker room and a changing room, because I presume they do have sports and gymnasiums, with a biological boy. Mm-hmm. So it's great. They, they get their points. It's, it's Pride Month. Let's fly the, fly, the, fly the Pride flag, even though by virtue of us flying it at an all-girls school, we are negating contradicting denying one of the basic premises of what this tolerance means which means mm-hmm. denying any biological reality to being a boy or a girl so well said <laughs> now who's going to get it <laughs> i'm yeah. feeling those who are going to get it already got it those who aren't going to get it are never going to get it are never going to get it they and, don't want to get it it's, they don't want to get they, it exactly and, I, and I, that's what i'm convinced about when it comes to everything we discussed so far they don't want to get they it they don't want to get it until their girl is being forced to look at boy bits in a locker room under the pretext of tolerance what i what i've been saying for a while cuz i think it it's 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 good when it resonates with me i i hope it resonates with others 5 years ago it was barely 5 years ago the hashtag me too movement jeffrey rush one of the celebs who was canceled or borderlined because he allegedly showed his genitalia to women on set we went from hashtag me to canceling men who showed their genitals to women on set without their consent to Riley Gaines shut up and stare at Leah Thomas's penis, stare at her penis. If anybody's watching that, listening to this and not watching it, I'm putting her in, in quotes, stare at her penis because that's the level of absurdity of the world in which we're living. You have yeah. to do it. And if you don't do it, you're going to get physically assaulted at a speech where you are talking about women's rights in sports. That's the insanity of progressivism. It has no anchors, no values, and so it's basically just fluid nonsense with whatever is the, you know, the, the, the flavor of the day or what I really believe it is, who can be milked for political goodwill in the quest and pursuit for political power. That's all that it is. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the people they purport nope. to protect. They move on once they're done with them, like they've done with the black vote, like they've done with the women vote, and then they move on to the newest reported victim yeah, that they can exploit mm-hmm. to gain power and hold on to power. Speaking of flavor of the day, you're so good with your your videos. The minute something is happening, you're, you're, and, and that's what makes you successful. That's why you got the deal. By the way, congratulations, I've said it to you. <laughs> on Rumble, it's because you have to be that quick on social media and you have to be out with the next thing. And that's that's you. That's what you're all about. So I noticed your post on Instagram, uh, the, the fires in Nova Scotia. So you Instagrammed <laughs> oh, yeah. last night. And, and I'm just, I want to make it's, sure. It's I, beautiful. I had to double check this before I made, I, I took me a day and a half after having seen an original post to make sure that I was comfortable enough with the factual basis of this post because I don't want to make a mistake and no. I don't want to get caught retweeting something. That, if that's like a 15-year-old gif, I don't want to get caught making a mistake. But sorry. This is what I saw on Instagram. I didn't check Twitter. I'm not sure if you had the same thing, if you duplicated it, but you wrote storyful. Kind of interesting how the fires all started at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's, and it, but you're looking at a satellite image right. of the fires spontaneously erupting in 15 different locations over thousands of That's kilometers. That's the one you shared, the, yeah. the image you and shared. And so what I, I originally saw that, 
I don't really want to badmouth anybody in particular. I saw it on a, on a person's Twitter feed who, is, who I do not trust. Okay. Uh, period. Because I've been duped more than once and I'm not going to try. So I see this GIF and I don't trust the GIF. So I go and Google, you know, take a screen grab, try to Google, do a reverse image search, get to something storyful I know is a trustworthy video licensing agency. Mm-hmm. If they're licensing it, well, first of all, if it's their mistake, I, there's only so much due diligence you can do. Mm-hmm. I can't be flying in the sky to see it in real time. I, it was an actual news story where they're just showing surveillance, uh, not surveillance, a uh, satellite footage of uh, the weather over Quebec. And you see spontaneously, it's within short order, mm-hmm. 15 different locations at least spontaneously erupt into flames. I was like, well, that's, that's very interesting. It's like, it's like the, it's like the, uh, the Simpsons meme, like, you know, uh, Superintendent Chalmers is at Principal Skinner's house and there's a fire in the kitchen and Principal Skinner says, it's the Aurora Borealis. Yeah. It's like, the Aurora Borealis <laughs> in your kitchen at this time of year, specifically located here. Can I see it? No. Right. Um, it's like, oh, climate change. It's climate change. You knew that was coming. At, at 15 yeah. different locations at the exact same time, give or take, on the same day, give or take, I'm sorry, I might just go with arson. And there's some evidence now to suggest it is. It is, yeah. The steel men are going to say, well, it's arson, but it's made much worse because of the environmental factors that have allowed for, you know, decaying wood to whatever bullshit, you know, justification you want to come up with to, to, to reaffirm your foregone conclusion that has now been disproven. It's quite clear when the liberals, the Democrats, the talking head pundits want to jump on this crisis and blame climate change, climate crisis, need to lock down as they did in Nova Scotia, you know something's up. Well, of course. And that, yeah. that, that satellite image really confirms something suspicious is going on there, whether it's arson, whether or not there were 15 bolts of lightning that started forest fires in the otherwise humid uh, forest of Quebec. Something's up, and I had just had to double check. I had to make sure that that gif that image was accurate and it seems to be accurate and here's yet another time where something like this you know brings out according to these people we we talk about the conspiracy theorists right oh there you go again right there's viva there's frank there's all these people coming out well, well look it's not only spreading as a you know physical fire it's it's spreading like a wildfire figuratively i said to my wife watch this now and i said conclusion will be climate change mm-hmm. watch so now my relatives are writing to me in new york and new jersey it's like hope you're okay right and you see the images of new york city and new jersey and it's like orange and then i put on hate watching the uh, msm but I put on just to see what's going let's have a laugh let's let's have a laugh and some are blaming canada some are you know blaming uh, obviously it's a it's that climate year. crisis it's, it's climate, it's climate crisis climate. but you know that you know then our smug Prime Minister comes out in his typical fashion and blames today climate change. So then you look at this and you say, well, how is no one else seeing? I mean, of course, a lot of people are seeing it, but how is are the majority not? They're closing their eyes to this. No, but they're, they're, they they're don't, willfully blind. Yes, they're willfully blind, but it's like now you see it. Like, how can you go about your daily business and go for that coffee and have that conversation with whoever you see at the cafe and all that and not questioning Frank. because this oh. seems like like to me now this seems like the next thing it, 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 it's not the next thing they've it already is. done it they've Nova already, Scotia they already locked people down exactly. to some extent they said to no going extent. through the woods no right. walking in the forest so we're already there it, it, it's hold on I had two things to say about this <laughs> okay the, the first is you want to start a conspiracy theory politicize a natural disaster or a tragic event immediately and remorselessly mm. so th- it, there's a force there's, fi- there's forest fires burning it's a very very big problem 
get it under control, whatever. You yeah. want to know how you create conspiracy theories, politicize it right from the get-go. And we can Which think, is exactly what they which did. Which is exactly what know. they did. It's exactly what they did, what Obama did with the Sandy Hook shooting, mm -hmm. immediately politicized it, and in so doing, everyone's like, what the hell are they politicizing this for? What's going on now? Uh, we're going to come up with conspiracy theories of, of the highest, most offensive order. And it happens with everything. And so they're doing it now. You got people hypothesizing space lasers. I, I, I keep saying, I don't know why they would need to use space lasers to start forest fires when they can use like a $12 an hour, uh, you know, op political operative yeah. or just, you know, human stupidity exactly. setting off fireworks. Yeah. Um, but it, this is exactly how you create these conspiracy theories is you immediately politicize it for, for, for political profit. And then it was like, okay, well now I, now I, the, the so-called tinfoil hatters are going to come up with theories as to how it started so that it could be so easily manipulated and weaponized for political purposes. Yes. Flip side. How are people not freaking out? How are people not getting frustrated? I was just in um, Toronto for a bar mitzvah, family bar mitzvah, and I was mm -hmm. talking to people. The level of, I don't want to use insulting terms, the level of uh, ignorance of otherwise intelligent people who should know better is baffling. They're, everyone has their jobs, everyone has their life to live, and they don't have time to live on social media like I do, like others we do. do. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to insult you by putting no, you. No, in, no, 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 you no. In there. I'm, there, I'm there, but I'm not like <laughs> so you're. You're great at it. They they don't live on the internet, uh, so they don't have time to like delve into every thing that's going on. But basic stuff. I had a discussion with someone who did not know in supporting the effectiveness of the jab. Did not know that the pharmaceutical companies had been given immunity from all liability for the right. product. And I said, well. How do you not know that? See, how do you not know that the, that is accusatory? I said, okay, you didn't know that. You came to an opinion. Will this, knowing this new fact, because it is an undisputed fact, you, you should be ashamed for not knowing it. <laughs> will it cause you to reassess your opinion? No, was the answer. No, okay. Not. And no. so now people are like, oh, yeah, this forest fires, this climate change. If I show you satellite images of 20 <laughs> fires starting at the same time, give or take, over a massive area, will that cause you to rethink? No, 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 because the, the, the forest fires wouldn't have been so bad if it weren't for climate, climate change. Crisis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I were to tell you that apparently, the severity of forest fires has gone down, although the number has gone up over the years. Would that cause you to change? No, because it's all motivated reasoning uh, in order to justify people's foregone conclusions, whether it's from ignorance or from, from, from political partisan hackery. Uh, but it's exquisitely frustrating. What's the best way to, to reach these people? The person who I discussed and said, it doesn't make a difference that these pharma companies were given immunity from liability. Nothing's going to change my opinion. Well, we're done and you're going to have to wait for someone in your immediate circle to have a adverse reaction, which they also say, oh, well, now that you mention it, I, the son of my friend had an adverse reaction. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Anyone else? Oh, yeah, no, a couple people say, like, oh, that's interesting. Does that cause you to rethink things? Well, it would have been so much worse without it. I mean, that's, 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 it's, that's mo the, it's motivated reasoning. That's it. It's, it's religious. It's cultish religious beliefs, but not in the productive sense that religion actually can serve. In the, um, I will always justify my beliefs now because what wasn't would have been worse. What is, is the best um, or couldn't have been better. And that's how I'm gonna justify everything I've ever done. And also that's how I'm gonna internalize the sacrifices that I've had to make because to admit that I was duped into sacrificing more than I ever would have would be too much for my ego to deal with. I've said something similar, but uh, much less eloquent than you just put it. <laughs> I listened well, to I, it. I, like, I talked to people who've, uh, who've, so, had, who've yeah. had kids have problems. Like, how, how are you gonna get them yes. to admit that they hurt the ones that they well, love the most? Yeah, you, They won't. When, when you see where we are today, so, you know, almost summer of 2023, years after we went through what we did. I'm not going to say the word because it's 
demonetized and all that stuff. And <laughs> I hope I, I hope I think ah, my, whatever. my political whoring yeah, statement, that might get matter. you a flag. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, um, you know, here we are and you just know that it's already here. Like you said, it's not the next thing. It's here. The, the climate crisis will be the next thing. Ukraine was the next Ukraine thing. was the next thing as well. It's, it just feels like the anxiety levels are at an all-time high. You know, my wife and I discuss this all the time. And the people who do want to, as I say, the be much better word, are awake. The do want to get it are scared. They really are. There's, there's, of course, there's the, the max level of being frightened, which is, you know, the doomsdayers out there and preparing for the worst. And then there's people somewhere in between where Maybe you are. I can't speak for you, but where I am. I, I might be close to doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, people. Yeah. No, but I know some people who are. Yeah. And, and so with somebody that spends his life, his livelihood, talking about all this stuff, where do you see where we are right now? I know that's a tough question because it's so broad. And where we are with what, Frank, exactly? But where we are on the planet. Like, it's just a, this is it's, the... It's, it's, Matt, well, uh, so I read, um, or I listened on Audible to Michael Malice's White Pill, and, okay. I, and I, I heard, yeah, I haven't... Uh, uh, so I, I make tweets as I go along, which illustrate the fact that I haven't gotten to the end of the book. As, yeah. as I was doing it, I said, well, where the hell's the White Pill here? I think this entire book is a Michael Malice, a Militian troll. There is no White Pill. You know what the White Pill of the book was? After 80 million people died through, you know, communism, Soviet, Stalinism, um, whatever, um... You know, they, they eventually came out of it. The wall eventually came down. Uh, do I, I don't think we're heading into that level of, of, of madness, but we're not, we're not far from it. I'm not sure what the white pill is because it really seems that uh, the better part of the population are, are not learning in real time. Like it's not, people look and say, oh my God, <laughs> Pfizer. What's the other one? Johnson & Johnson. Two of the companies that have paid, I think it's two of the three top criminal uh, penalties, criminal fines for civil and criminal mm -hmm. wrongdoing uh, in the pharma industry. Sorry, I think the oil companies have paid more. These, they're, they're criminal organizations, corrupt to the core. Government, which has done such things as the Tuskegee, I always get, uh, I, I pronounce it by Tuskegee mm -hmm. or Tuskegee. I think it's Tuskegee, Tuskegee experiments where, you know, for just a few decades, they were experimenting on black Americans by either giving them syphilis uh, purporting to treat them when they had syphilis, but not just to see what happens when syphilis uh, progresses untreated. The same governments that have done this, which were never to be trusted, are now to be trusted. All of a sudden, the same, now. The same why would they do this to us? What, the same pharma companies that are criminal yeah. organizations are now to be trusted. And that we found out they've, they've screwed us hard since 2020. Everything that they said, I, I just posted an article basically said, every myth, everything that they said during the Rona, turned out to be wrong and Everything. not wrong they lied they because lied. they knew what mm -hmm. they were saying was wrong when they said it now let's go ahead and trust the government the experts when it comes to ukraine now let's trust the government the experts when it comes to climate crisis as though they don't have the exact same um corrupt interests in the same panic and people don't learn now with that said the white pill might be the democratization of information on social media it's like the harder the war that they wage against the rebel news is the the true north i don't really think anybody's waging that much of a war against me but it's because I still, I'm still hiding in a basement, so they don't, they don't, I don't think the world takes me as, as seriously as, you know, Ben Shapiro type thing. But, uh, no, but you're definitely, 
on their radar. It, You're on their radar. It's well. There's, I, I, I know who, who. How do I know? I know that I'm on the Canadian radar. For um, I, I have to remember why I knew that. Jugmeet Singh accidentally liked one of my tweets <laughs> way back. I won't let him forget. Oh, well, when they block you, you know that you're on the radar. So I've been yeah, blocked yeah, by exactly. a number of... You've of, been blocked of, by everybody. Oh, God. Um, so <laughs> the white pill is that, you know, the democratization of the internet and, and the free flow of information is reaching exponentially more people through the Rogans, the Russell Brands who are having their awakenings as mm-hmm. well. The flip side to that is uh, it is uh, Nuhu Rabadu. When you fight corruption, corruption fights back. And... There's a reason why, specifically and especially in Canada, but also in the United States, they're waging a war on the internet because that is how they can regain control, not of the narrative, but control of the, of the free flow of information. And so there's, a, there's an ongoing battle for, starting to sound like Alex Jones, but like an ongoing battle for our minds. And once upon a time, it was so much easier. It's gotten harder and there's been more of an awakening, but they're trying to put that awakening to sleep via the Bill C, which one is it now in Canada? C11. C11 is the one that... C11, that's the internet... Oh, sorry. It's not the internet censorship bill. It's the online streaming act. Streaming act. Uh, Bill C18, that's not the internet censorship. That's the taxing... uh, The link tax act, which is going to have the same effect as Mm -hmm. internet censorship because Google is not... And Facebook are not going to link to news articles if they have to pay exorbitant fees to the linking. So what's going to happen? People are not going to get their information. Um, So that, that... The white pill is... The battle is being waged and won to some extent. The black pill is... The more the people win, the more the populace wins, uh, the harder the corrupt forces are going to fight, even if it means staging, even if it means uh, fabricating. You know, like uh, uh, people can call me whatever name they want. January 6th uh, was coined as a Fed surrection by Darren Beatty from Revolver. It's an undisputable fact that the January 6th insurrection, in quotes for anybody listening, <laughs> There were more feds involved, that, I mean, not more, but there were sufficient amount of feds involved that if anyone who says that that was not, if not orchestrated, facilitated to be publicly, wep- politically weaponized afterwards, you're living in, 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 in Candyland. It was, it, it was so obvious it, to it me. Was, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's beyond obvious now because yeah. for anybody who doesn't know, when you have condi- convictions for seditious conspiracy in the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, because there was FBI and informant infiltration into those organizations for the purposes of facilitating organizing seditious conspiracy on January 6th to overthrow the government. You can't pretend you didn't know what was going to happen on January 6th, mm-hmm. so your hands were left down, and that's why they, they ransacked the building. You allowed it to happen to some extent, especially when you don't you know, uh, get them, bring in the National Guard or increase the Capitol Police because they were at half staff because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So... When I say this, you know, they're going to fabricate events like that or, you know, Justin Trudeau is going to wish for his January 6th in the trucker protest. They're going to use every means they can by hook or by crook to regain control over the outlets where they've lost control. Mm -hmm. That's the Internet right now. So the white pill sort of has the black pill in it. There's a war going on. They know that they're losing it, which means that they're going to fight extra hard and extra dirty to try to find uh, the pretext to regain control and the you know control of the minds over the outlets where they know that they are losing it or have already lost it. As somebody who follows and comments on the political landscape in in America, and now because you live, you're a Floridian now, Florida. I, I, I don't know if I've lost my tan, but it's a, uh, no, you look good. I, I think I'm Floridian by spirit. Like, yeah, now I, I'm not scared of alligators yeah, anymore. Exactly. I see alligators, yeah. I want to go feed them. But you're not allowed. You're not allowed. People, uh, it's against the law. I thought. Well, they're everywhere in Florida. They're everywhere. But Everglades are where they. 
I guess start because they have they have gates so like they they, gate, on yeah. the pipes and so they get through and they're small and if they can last long then enough they, they can grow get big other parts, yeah. but if they get over five feet then they get removed from ponds but as somebody who comments on uh, you know political landscape in the United States and here in Canada on a lot of your vid- videos but you, you fight the good fight you're always there you're always there standing up for sometimes decent I'm a, sometimes I'm a little a little late and sometimes I'm a little reluctant but I think I'm losing that I'm losing that 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 I, I was reluctant to, to, you know, be coerced to getting into the 2S LGBTQIA plus movement. But at some point you have kids and these become real concerns mm-hmm. and it becomes real, real, um, it becomes real discrimination uh, at some point. The, 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 so sorry, I cut you off. Well, no, no, it's where I was going with that is, so I have to ask in terms of any predictions you have for what's going to happen, will the government of... Will the liberal government fall? Will Jagmeet turn on his so the, the, on his friend? You know, uh, there. I, I have no faith for Jagmeet. He's. I think he's worse than Justin Trudeau because Justin Trudeau at least is openly deceitful. Like we, we know that Justin is the snake. Jagmeet is still pretending to be the the, the, the you know the man of the people mm-hmm. when he's not um, not even close. I don't know what it would take. I mean, th- people don't understand this. Anybody who's listening might already know this, but. Justin Trudeau, if we just go through the litany, not scandals, immorality, amoral, evil behavior. Sorry, I'm choking on my tongue here. Um, <laughs> the, two, you know, the, the groping of the reporter in the year 2000, for which he apologized, allegedly, at the time, not, not, not just 20 years later. He apologized at the time when he realized, oh, if I had known you were a reporter, a national reporter, I wouldn't have done that. Um, Two times ethics breaching when he got the SNC-Lavalin ethics violation mm-hmm. for pressuring the Minister of Justice to not prosecute SNC-Lavalin because they're his buddies. She did it anyhow. He demoted her. We charity. The we charity, there was no ethics violation for that. I don't know how he managed to squeeze out of that, but that's when his wife was on the payroll or his you know, mother, taking speaking fees. Yeah. His mother is, his wife was taking gifts. His mother was taking speaking fees for the we charity. And, they, and then they just, lo and behold, get a sole source government contract to... Um, administer a billion dollars in student loan program for which they were getting paid $20 million. No ethics violation there, but corruption through and through. Mm-hmm. Aga Khan was the first ethics violation when he was taking private vacations at this philanthropist Aga Khan's private island mm-hmm. while the Aga Khan was petitioning the federal government for tens of millions of dollars in, in grant money, which he was getting. Didn't disclose it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Chinese interference. Chinese interference. I think I jumped way too far. <laughs> well, you got Chinese interference. You got... Um, Oh, the tra- training Chinese soldiers on Canadian soil, which mm-hmm. his minister, I forget his name now, we're no longer doing it. Mm-hmm. Spying on civilians. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the people don't stations. understand this. Well, well, the, 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 so you have the Chinese police stations, which and they've the, acknowledged. Yeah, Spying the on surveillance yeah. of like 38 million devices of Canadians right. during COVID. Mm-hmm. The military testing propaganda techniques on Canadians during COVID. How does anyone, it's not like, if one of these things had been done by Trudeau, by Trudeau, by, by uh, Trump, yeah. or, or uh, O'Toole, they'd be yeah. in jail. And yeah. I mean it literally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when people are going to say enough is enough. It's like you have to start from the bottom up and make it not just uh, popular. You have to just sensitize people. If this is not acceptable, and then people start feeling emboldened. Um, I don't think Justin Trudeau's political life has much left in it. The flip side, I mean, I don't know who's going to, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. So Pierre Poilievre, who I don't really um, have much faith in, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, he's, he's not as bad as Trudeau, but. You still think he's. he's I think he's a, he's a political opportunist mm-hmm. where 
you know, he, he got on the trucker convoy when it became popular to support it. And a little then he too late. And then, yeah, a little too late. And then he jumped ship when it became unpopular to support it after the Commissioner Rouleau ratified Justin Trudeau's uh, invocation of the Emergencies Act. So you don't uh, really trust him either. And he threw, yeah. he threw um, now I'm going to forget her name, uh, the European parliamentarian, Christine Anderson, Christine Anderson, threw her under the bus yeah. with, it, with such an egregious statement where he called her, he says, Canada has no place for your hate. Mm. I, it was such an egregious statement. I thought it had to have been or might have been fake news or misreporting from uh, that guy who writes for the Toronto Sun. I'll, I'll remember his name in a second. Um, he says objectively stupid things. He's a bit of a, uh, you know. But anyways, he, he would be better than Justin Trudeau. Whether or not they undo Bill C-11 when they get into power remains to be seen. It's very nice to criticize and defend, you know, free speech until you get into power and then you realize the benefits of not so much free speech. Mm -hmm. It's nice to criticize internet censorship until you get into power and eliminating that internet censorship might actually put more uh, of a threat on your retaining power. Mm -hmm. So it's, everyone supports free speech until they, you know, gain power, then they, they add a little asterisk to it. Right. So we'll see, I, I don't know, but, um, uh, but you, can, you can understand historically how so many millions and millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of people have died under the under the false illusion of, of socialism mm -hmm. and even when it happens they say well you know it's it's for the greater good uh we can't we can't have those line. those rich corporate <laughs> farmers you know yeah. doing what they know how to do best we got to socialize it so that the government screws it up the way it screws everything up but you can see how it happens and, and i want I don't know. We're going to be on YouTube. I will. I want <laughs> political and legal retribution uh, for what was done during COVID, both from the lockdowns, which everyone predicted would be absolutely destructive, to rushing through this um, hastily developed jab, whatever you want to call it, and they knew it. And when I hear Anthony Housefather uh, give that speech, I, I'm sure you've seen it because I've tweeted it out a bunch, mm -hmm. where he says, well, they, you know, our employees had to sign NDAs because uh, we were moving fast and um, these pharmaceutical companies, they were bypassing basic research the way they've always done it. They were bypassing basic that, manufacturing the way. Yeah, yeah, the, way, the way they've always done it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they didn't want to put it to market unless we gave them immunity. It's like everything you just described is criminal. Yeah, and exactly. the fact that you guys are not just, just admitted it. You just admitted it. And the fact that you're not just walking free but using it as a, as a sign of success when there's, you know, so that has to happen in my mind, but I, I think... I think a lot of people are waiting for some kind of apology, or like you apology, said, like... I'm sure well, apology's <laughs> not, not going to cut it from not the Sean Hartmans of the world no, and, and the Trista not. Martins. No. And I, I didn't mean to suggest that that's what you were suggesting. No, but... but like, uh, apology's not going to do it for me. I, no. You know, I've got, I've got... You want someone to pay. I, I don't want what? anyone thinking I had no adverse reactions, poo-poo. Uh, um, I, I took both of those shots for my own reasons which mm -hmm. were bad reasons but you know i said at the time not knowing then what i know now it's like well how how bad or how dangerous could it possibly be well my goodness i've now interviewed enough doctors to know exactly the answer to that question we're now two years out of the two years later i'm worried about you know what might be um an apology won't won't be enough there has to be political comeuppance and there mm -hmm. has to be safeguards put in so, so this, that this never, never happens, happens. Again. and i say that but we had the safeguards already we had a charter of rights but that charter of rights wasn't worth the paper that it was written on and it had that first section which was you know these are your god-given rights except in as much as can be infringed in a free and democratic society and lo and behold quarantine hotels were were deemed legitimate you know uh, yeah. exercise very quickly Just when you get, when you look back at all that stuff fucking it, insane it's insane it's insane. I mean, the, the level, because I lived through the terror as well. I mean, I, I'm a neurotic person to begin with. I, <laughs> I, I say this, jo I mean, jokingly and real, I, I, I know that I have 
uh, you know, OCD-ish tendencies, general anxiety tendencies, um, fear of germs tendencies. I, I was living in a state of terror for the first two weeks. I remember, like my, my daughter- First few months for me, I had the same thing, and it actually changed me. Yeah. I was very OCD, germaphobe, and now I don't even, well, I shouldn't say I don't even, I wash my hands when I go to the bathroom. But my, my well, that, is, no, that, that, I wash my hands before <laughs> I go to the bathroom. And, and, bef <laughs> and before, too, especially. Uh, but I did change because I realized as time went on, how ludicrous it was. I know, you know? I, like, for the first two weeks, I remember we went for a walk with my, my, my daughter's best friends and my friends of the family, and we were keeping like outside yeah. six feet apart. My, the six, what was it? Six, it was six feet. They gave, they gave my daughter a book, and I was like, daughter, you're leaving that outside for two days. I mean, that was, I was... We were wiping everything down. What, what, we were wiping the fruits down because yeah. we saw there was that video that says, wipe all your fruits because COVID can last for you know, two days. I, I was crazy. And then I quickly realized when they locked the outdoor dog run, something's up here. When they were letting you know BLM protests, but not but not political rallies, something's, something's up here. Yeah. Um, now hold on, what was my what was my thought behind all of that? Oh, the insanity. No, so all that says also. I and, and then at one point I'm shaking hands out of defiance. Right. FTW right now, like it, it's it, they, they they got me they got me for a bit. But you know, people make bad decisions in moments of fear and states of panic. It's a known thing. No doubt. And it's not uh, an accident that the Trudeau subsidized media was whipping that up, fear porn day in and day out, so they can get people to relinquish their most fundamental rights and freedoms, thinking that it was the right thing to do in the time. Because if you're like, well, maybe this isn't so bad, maybe I'm not gonna lock myself in my freaking house for five and a half months, or I won't support it, or I won't support quarantine hotels, or vaccine passports for 13-year-old kids. Um, you have to be in a state of irrational terror to support a policy like that. Which people were. Oh yeah, and still are. Everywhere, and I, still are. I see people wearing masks. I, I, I haven't, I'm gonna figure out a way to do it to ask them why are you doing this there's no way of asking that question of someone without it being an attack mm -hmm. um or sort of very aggressive i'm going to find a way to do it because i need to understand the i need to understand the thought process i feel the same way i need to understand what they're thinking but i truly think they've been traumatized they're, they're broken they're, they're, they're broken. broken they've been traumatized how do you help somebody like no, that? No, and I say the other thing is I'd be nervous that they, you know, they might respond very aggressively. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so like, but I'm gonna, I, I was at a hotel in Toronto, the staff wearing it. I, there I had my window. I was gonna say- This is, is uh, last- This is last, last weekend. Week. Yeah. And there, oh my God, where was I? I saw a guy. Okay, hold on a second. Where was I yesterday? I was, I went to the Atwater Market with my kid. I see a guy- Which is wearing, right around the right corner. Down, just yeah. down the street. Yeah. Guy's wearing a mask. Okay, first of all, why the hell are you out at the Atwater Market if you're that scared of the virus? He lifts up his mask to drink and then puts his mask down. This is a young, seemingly educated individual. Like, you know, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. And I was gonna, I was, but there's no polite way to start that conversation. I'm gonna do it. I, I think <laughs> I, I have that ability. Yeah. But I won't do it recording. I'll start, let's say, may I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do not take this personally. Uh, this is not aggressive. Maybe if you wear the mask, and then oh when God, you get no, there, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I, I, I know. Say like, not only is it the, the Cochrane studies now confirmed it. New York Times wrote an article. The masks did nothing. Did we learn? Never. Did not anything. only did they do nothing, yep. they did bad. Cavities, dental hygiene, respiratory issues. Now we're knowing this. Yep. Although people were saying it at the time, insecurities, insecurities, the psychological stuff, yep. the developmental stuff. Um, there has to be political retribution for this because it's it's in it's it's devastated a generation and it's literally reduced the life expectancy of a generation but people are i don't know who was lining up to take a to take a booster but uh people are like well yeah we did the best we knew like no you didn't 
And you, <laughs> when you don't know things, that's not the time to take drastic actions. It's the time right. to sit back and wait. You and don't take questions. drastic actions yeah. when you don't know. No. You do that only when you do definitively know. Yeah. What else? Am I forgetting? No, am, no, am, am I forgetting anything? Hold on, just, hold on. I know this because <laughs> uh, bash your microphone. I, 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 no, I, there's so well, many things that. What is? Well, I'll, I'll ask you now. Yeah. Like, what's going on with you? You're you're in the belly of the beast. Uh, you're operating in a dangerous industry uh, with dangerous wrong think in a country where not only you know is it becoming politically unpopular, but uh, you know you, you you might have your livelihood. Uh, well, I, I've had impacted my, by Bill C11. Yeah. Well, 100%. I worry about that. But even more so, I've had my livelihood impacted through something I've done that gave me my, you know, my entire life was radio broadcasting. And I just can't associate myself. I just feel like I'm so far away from that thinking and people that I used to work with and colleagues, not that they're bad people or anything, but I look at them and what they're still doing. And not that I'm any better. I just feel like I'm in a different place. And I just... And I was canceled, for lack of a better word, yeah. many times for having the opinions I've had in the last couple of years. Maybe by simply having somebody like yourself or other people that came on this podcast to have a conversation. Because that's what I'm all about. Having an honest and open conversation. Hasn't helped me, that's for sure. Besides some other factors that, you know, when it came to the end of my uh, radio reign here in Montreal with my co-host and... We took legal action, whatever the case is. It hasn't been easy, Viva, to find a job in, and not that I'm looking for a job in no. mainstream, but the whole point is I'm not getting the phone calls I used to get. My phone doesn't ring anymore. What was the outcome of legal action? Uh, well, we, I, I never really got into the... And, and if, there's an, if, there's a, if there's a confidential settlement, I don't right, want right. to get there's, into trouble. Yeah, it's, 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 okay. it is, there is a confidential you sued settlement. For, I may ask what you sued for. It was wrongful. Uh, unjust dismissal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're a lawyer, so yep. there. And so we, <laughs> I, I've done some employment. Yeah. Law exactly. As well. <laughs> exactly. So we, you know, we settled that and we moved on. But the way it came, you know, it was like we all go through tough times, right? We all go through anxiety, tough moments in our life. That, to me, since you're asking, since we've turned this oh, yeah. around, and now you're asking me questions, you know, from 2019 when I lost my gig to then going into the three years of this this nonsense, to me starting my podcast, delaying my podcast, and then my podcast taking a completely different direction to talk about things I felt were necessary to talk about. And you still brought up today on this podcast that I think is still important to, it's not rehashing, it's to have these discussions and be able to have these open conversations about things they would never talk they would never, you would never turn on the radio here in Montreal or anywhere in Canada for that matter, or TV, six o'clock news segment, who still watches that? But the whole point is, and hear any of these discussions, why? I had a guest on yesterday that I haven't mentioned is coming on this podcast and I mentioned it I, to you. I know and I'm not saying a damn You're not thing, saying I'm a, a vault. And it's gonna be interesting to speak to this individual, I already did, but have other people hear what they have to say because it's someone that is in the public eye and somebody that they've been outspoken about certain things several times and has gotten them into trouble. It, it is. And so it, it's when you meet similar individuals, i.e. you and I, myself and this person, this other person, whatever the case is, and you have these discussions, you know you're not in it alone. You know you're like, hey, I, I'm on, that's the way you reached out to me. Hey, Frank, on your team. 
you know i well, it, I, I dm'd you on yeah. instagram because my wife was i mean my wife was telling me for you're having problems which were problems of the dance like geez, i i want to hear from someone because at the time i was not practicing law really um in fact i'm fairly certain i was barely i had maybe two clients you're and now, I'm, now exactly. I'm totally done you're done um so i didn't have these realities that other people were actually experiencing in real time although i knew of it it's like my god i want to know what, it, what it's like to actually have it happen to you right. in real time yeah no the, the, the courage is contagious there's no question about that and I just, it's just like you have to change the, 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 the narrative or change the perspective of people who think shouting down uh, dissent or shutting down voices with which you disagree is praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until that, I mean, I don't know how you make that happen, uh, especially I don't know how you make that happen when you are as, uh, let's say, abrasive as I know that I am on Twitter. I, I know that I, I started off polite. I started off not wanting to share my opinion because I thought that's how you know. I just, I just want to entertain. I don't want to make enemies. Like I'm, I'm, I, no. Who was I? Who was I talking to? Um, oh, it was. Uh, I just, I just interviewed her, uh, Jean Beisner, Natalie Jean Beisner. Just a, she's got a nice Twitter. She's got a uh, like a good Twitter handle, mm-hmm. Natalie without an H, Jean Beisner, N G Beisner. Just speaking truth, like you know. Uh, I, I, what does she say? She says basically, I, I the idea of identifying as a man makes as less sense than saying I, I identify as a black person. She said this as a, as a, as a white woman. Mm-hmm. It's like I actually have more genetic markers in common with a black woman than women do with men. And yet, if I say I feel black or dress black, I'll get canceled. It makes no sense. Mm. So I had her on, um, and I was watching some of her older videos, and I watched her first video, and she's a, an actress or wanted to be an actress at one point, moved out of the, the industry for obvious reasons. It's like, I, I, we all just want to be liked. We don't want to make enemies. And I started off thinking, uh, I'll be liked and I won't make enemies by being absolutely uh, neutral. Then you realize when silence is violence, being neutral is itself an act of aggression to people. But the idea that we live in a time where people think you are morally praiseworthy for punching a Nazi um, or shouting down boycotting voices that you disagree with as opposed to hearing them and as much as you might find them offensive that's the the zeitgeist shift that has to happen mm-hmm. when does that happen it only happens when the jimmy doors start getting canceled because they want to speak their experience of in jimmy's case being injured by the jab and then being called all sorts of of, of names russell brand the second you start saying some things you get canceled you don't go from left to right you go from an ally to a, to an exile uh and you, how do you change that narrative some people will not sit down with you to discuss. Like you will not get people on the left side typically to sit down and talk with you. If not because you've said the things that I've said on Twitter, but because you've, you've discussed things with people like me who've said yeah, exactly. things on Twitter. So, so that makes me exactly. And now how do, how do, so how do we bridge that divide and how do you change that, that zeitgeist of the time? I, I don't know. That's the biggest question. Right. But uh, I, I mean, I, I would love to, I mean, in as much, I don't think, I'm not sure that I would love to have Justin Trudeau on because I actually do think I, I, I despise him more than is healthy. Like I, I, I have a, a very sincere belief. Hatred is a consuming force and you right. should not hate. You should not hate people. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, but I, but I, but I recognize that point. I'm at that point. He, yeah. he, he makes my stomach physically hurt and it does not make me a better person for it. That being said, Mark Miller, you know, the, 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 the other liberal MPs, the jug meets, yes. hey, at some point, how do you, you you'll, uh, it might be, I might just be stupid for thinking that we can have intellectually honest conversations with people who I genuinely believe are fundamentally politically motivated and intellectually dishonest. There are people in the middle that we can find um, that I think the discussion has to happen to, to, to sensitize other people. But 
Uh, you know, uh, for what you're going through, it's it's a tough thing because you're in you're in an environment where I think you are wildly the ideological minority. Um, it, although maybe I'm wrong. No. <laughs> when you walk the streets, yeah. do you think that the other person there has as mu- uh, the same type of mindset as you do? No. <laughs> And so what happens? The Anglos in Quebec are complaining about Bill 96, the mm-hmm. revamping of Bill 101 because of language rights. And mm-hmm. I've been saying, you know, what the, what the heck did you think would happen? I mean, right. You just empowered this guy to take away all your rights and you were on board with it when they did it. And now they come for your language rights and you care about that yeah. right. So now, now all of a sudden, sudden you feign yeah. outrage. Yeah. You, you, you live with the beast that you, uh, that you invited into your home. So you're here for a couple of more months? Yeah, I'm actually, so, so tomorrow I'm headed to, or I guess tomorrow at the time of shooting this, it might still be tomorrow at the time of publication, I'm going to Ottawa for... Uh, Look out. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I, I have my own fears as well, but yeah. I'm going to Ottawa, uh, Josh Alexander, the, 17 year, the now 17-year-old kid who was kicked out of high school uh, for telling, uh, kicked out of a religious school. Uh, oh, you, okay, you made, he's the kid who wears a red that, hat. With a red hat, yeah. yeah. And he got kicked out yeah. of a, a, a purportedly religious school for disagreeing with the teacher and saying there Wasn't are... Wasn't that in Alberta? No, no, it was, it was well, in Ontario. It, it was in Ontario. It was in Ontario. Okay, I thought it was yeah, in Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because okay. his, his parents, speaking of getting canceled, yeah. his parents have recently uh, been suspended, as far as I understood, without leave. His parents were teachers. They finally found out who his parents were. They punished the parents for what the kid has done. It's nuts. Uh, he's, he's speaking. And for those who don't know, Josh Alexander got kicked out of school for saying there are only two sexes and right. that yeah, a, a, a trans woman, a biological male breastfeeding a kid, well, that's borderline um, the big P word. Uh, did he say the P word? I think he did, or sexual abuse. Um, so he got kicked out for that. Uh, and he's become quite a vocal spokes, spokesperson. He's 17. I've, 17. Seen, I've seen him with the red hat. Imagine a 17-year-old kid is the voice of yeah. reason of a nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billboard Chris is going to be there. Uh, and so it's going to be, there's, a, there's a, an event going on. I'm going to go live stream at the same oh, nice. way I, I typically did. And then, uh, what else? Bouncing around. And I'm going to spend the summer here, see my parents, see my in-law. And, uh, and it's, then get, it's beautiful here. The, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Montreal in the summer is... It's the most beautiful city in the world. It's a great, great place. Cosmopolitan, great food, great restaurants. I'm not sure. There's some good restaurants in Florida. I, uh, but but no, nothing... No, me, uh, no, not, no. But nothing... And, and you can't get good coffee in Florida. No. no. They're, they're, I, oh, Starbucks, yeah. I, don't, I don't consider yeah, Starbucks good coffee. coffee. Yeah. You, you know, the, the Cafe Gentiles, which yeah. you have just up the street. Yes. You can't get that in Florida. I, I think no. we might make a, you know, we could make a killing by having a yeah. nice Montreal bagel shop. Let's speak to Anthony. <laughs> I know Anthony. You know Anthony too. <laughs> do I? Yeah, well, at uh, Cafe Gentile. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. see, we can I'm going to send him this. I'm going to say, hey. The, uh, <laughs> oh, no, be, He's best, thought of it for best sure. Best coffee. Yeah. Best, uh, they got those Nutella horns. Yes. Um, That's from Lafrenet. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Lafrenet sends them those. But Montreal is a beautiful it's a, it's city. It's an amazing city. You know, architecturally, Best festivals as culturally, well. Culturally, yeah. yeah. Culture. You know what ruins it? People. Politics and politicians and yeah. divisive politics. People, Absolutely. people look at me and say, I'm the divisive politics. I am actually the most unifier of all ideologies. Yeah. I do not care what grown adults do among themselves, with themselves, to the extent it doesn't hurt anybody yeah. else, and they're of sound mind when doing it. Uh, none of us should tolerate indoctrination of, of children period uh and even if you cloak it under benevolence but we'll see I don't, I don't you know i will not convince those who think i'm the devil that i'm actually not 
that'll never happen. <laughs> and then there's nothing wrong with that because you can't please everybody. Cannot please everybody. No. And at least if I'm going to piss people off, it's yeah. going to be for the right reason. Yes, exactly. For what I believe Keep in people and for off. telling the truth. Riva. Really appreciate you coming by again and um, coming to, to check out this new studio. It's and you're very, you're very, thank you. And you're very close, right? I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the area. I'm going to be bouncing around locations. Yeah. But so maybe you never know. If not this time, another time. I know you're busy. One thing I'm going to do, I, I'm, I will have you on. I wanted to do it. Oh, maybe I can have you on my channel here and I'll use your studio oh that's okay i can that, do that why not um and i yeah. and, and yeah, yeah, that's I, a good i'm idea. so close i came on a scooter yeah and uh <laughs> the one thing montreal's beautiful the potholes it's not a yeah. scooter city oh, no <laughs> but the funny thing is is when you showed up you were uh, just across uh, like on in the other parking lot on the other side of the feds and i'm like you got to get your car bring it he's like he's just holding this thing and i can't see this bush and all of a sudden i was like oh i'm here with the scooter it's, if I were to, it's a push scooter it's yeah. not even it's not a motorized scooter because cool. those how, are dangerous yeah but that's how close you are here literally like around the corner right. so it's a perfect spot to have you on here again and you're invited anytime viva love the conversation appreciate you making time to be on the drive-by and thank you so much for thank listening you. to episode 117 viva thank you thank you for having me The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace. Space.